48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. Pan-democratic lawmakers win a legal challenge against a ban on masks. Anti-government protesters make last-ditch attempts to distract police from PolyU following a night of intense violence both in and around the campus. And the acting president of the PolyU Student Union says at least 500 people remain inside the university. Some news just in. 24 pro-democracy lawmakers have won a legal challenge against the government's decision to enact an anti-mask law by invoking emergency laws. The High Court has ruled that emergency regulations ordinance is unconstitutional insofar as it empowers the Chief Executive and Council to make regulations on the basis of public danger. It also ruled that the anti-mask ban is unconstitutional because the restrictions it imposes on people's fundamental rights are more than necessary. The court says there will be a further hearing for both parties to discuss the appropriate relief and costs. Protesters in Kowloon are making last-ditch attempts to rescue people inside the campus and delay a police clearance operation. It comes after a day and night of violent clashes between police and protesters, which saw part of the campus in flames. The situation only calmed down around 7am after the university head arranged with police to allow protesters to leave peacefully and face arrest. Francis Sitt is there. Dozens of protesters have gathered near Kowloon Park, blocking Nathan Road and nearby streets with objects such as bamboo sticks in an attempt to draw offices away from the university to allow protesters to leave the campus. As riot police cleared the barricades, protesters quickly re-emerged to set them up again. Police inside Chimsachi Police Station gave repeated warnings to protesters to stop their action. This protester says she heeded online calls to come and rescue students trapped at Poly U and says she will do whatever it takes to help them. I'm the same age with the people. They are in the Poly University, and then I want to want them to be safe because we are all together to fight for the government almost a, a half year, and then we want them to be safe because we promise we would save together, and then we will win together. Protesters have also set roadblocks near Jordan Road with bricks and various objects. Earlier, police arrested at least 40 people outside Hotel Icon on Science Museum Road, not far from the Polytechnic University campus. An officer at the scene says some of those detained were thought to have been trying to rescue those inside the university. More than 100 arrests have been made so far. Protesters have now been driven back to Mong Kok. The acting president of the PolyU Student Union, Ken Wu, has told RTHK that at least 500 people remain inside the university campus. He said while there was still fresh water, food was running out. He said many of the demonstrators are badly injured, with some suffering from hypothermia after being drenched with water cannon. The situation around Polytechnic University remains tense following a night of running battles. So reports. The clashes between police and protesters escalated throughout the day yesterday. Overnight, police surrounded the university, warning people to leave or face action for rioting. Police made an announcement at midnight that they may have to resort to using live rounds on protesters. At 5.30 this morning, police stormed the campus but appeared to be held back by scores of petrol bombs and a large fire. Just before 7 a.m., the head of the university announced he had reached an agreement with police to cease fire if protesters stopped their attacks. Teng Jin Guang said he hoped protesters would accept the temporary suspension of force and leave campus in a peaceful manner. I have been communicating closely with the police since last evening. We have now received the assurance of police of a temporary suspension of the use of force 
under the condition that if the protesters do not initiate the use of force, the police will not initiate the use of force. Following the announcement, people were seen trying to leave campus on Science Museum Road and Austin Road, but were forced to retreat after being fired on by police with tear gas. Police, meanwhile, said they only fired tear gas at protesters leaving Polytechnic University this morning because they were charging police cordons and many were holding petrol bombs. In a statement, the force called on everyone inside the campus to drop their weapons, remove their gas masks and leave via the top part of Cheung Wan Road South Bridge in an orderly manner, adding they should follow police instructions. Police have confirmed that officers fired three live rounds in Chemsa Choi around 3am this morning, but it seems no one was injured. Crowds had earlier gathered in the area in response to online calls for people to flood roads all over Kowloon to rescue the student protesters besieged by police at Polytechnic University. Here's Janice Wong. The police said a 20-year-old female protester had been arrested and was being escorted to an ambulance when a mob of rioters assaulted officers and helped her escape. Online video showed a group of black-shirted protesters gathered around a stationary ambulance at the intersection of Jordan Road and Canton Road, with two policemen inside the vehicle. Police said the mob hurled bricks and splashed an unidentified liquid on the officers. They said one officer, facing a grave threat to his life, fired three shots. Most people scattered after the first two were fired. But video footage showed some rioters then lobbed Molotov cocktails at the ambulance before a third gunshot was heard. Police said initial investigations suggest no one was hit. Reuters news agency says the United States has condemned the amount of force used against protesters by the police in Hong Kong and has called on Beijing to protect the SAR's freedoms. Senior officials said the US condemned the unjustified use of force and urged all sides to refrain from violence and engage in constructive dialogue. Pro-establishment lawmaker Priscilla Leung says now may be the right time to impose a curfew around protest hotspots. I am concerned that ordinary people, maybe even underage, may go there. Some out of curiosity. Some because of the present suspension of classes. So I'm really worried. When these young people have time, they would go to the dangerous place. And so, and you have no excuse not to let them go there. And it's so dangerous, in fact. Ms. Leung is hoping to use LegCo's special powers to investigate the anti-government protests, but not the conduct of police, who have been accused by protesters of brutality. If the LegCo committee is set up, lawmakers will have the power to summon anyone to find evidence. One of the issues we'll touch on, who make decisions that make the police becoming the only front line under the conflicts. So we may not look into the particular incidents, but we will certainly look at the decision-making process. I personally disagree that we should only focus on particular incidents of the police. This is a wrong way to investigate the incident, the riot. Earlier this month, Liberal Party leader Felix Chung also said he planned to push for a LegCo probe into the anti-government protests. Cross Harbour Tunnel next to Polytechnic University remains closed, as do, do a large number of roads in various districts. The eastern crossing is congested and the western crossing is normal. MTR services between Hong Hom and Mong Kok East on the East Rail Line, as well as Hong Hom and East Chimsa Choi on its West Rail Line, have been suspended. University and Wampoa stations have also been closed. The railway operator says other stations may close at any time without prior notice for safety reasons. 
also says except for the Airport Express, all other MTR services are to end early at 11pm. Taiwan's pro-Beijing presidential candidate Han Kuo-yu has officially signed up to vie for the island's top job. He will team up with former Premier Chang Sen-cheng to run in the January 11th presidential election. While he's considered Beijing's top pick, his chances have been dampened by veteran politician James Sung, who's also thrown his hat into the ring this morning. The 77-year-old chairman of the People's First Party remains an influential figure in the opposition pan-blue camp. Incumbent President Tsai Ing-wen, meanwhile, will run in the upcoming polls alongside former Premier William Lai. The winner of Sri Lanka's presidential election, Gotabaya Rajapaksa, has promised to be the leader of all Sri Lankans, regardless of race and religion. Former Defence Minister oversaw the crushing of the Tamil Tigers a decade ago. He was dominant in Sinhala-majority areas, but his rival, Sajid Premadasa, won local landslides in Muslim and Tamil regions. BBC's Jill McGivering is in Colombo. Mr Rajapaksa is seen as a strong man, a tough, no-nonsense guy who will once again crack down, this time on Muslim militants. But the results reflect a deep communal split, with Tamil-majority areas and many Muslims voting against Mr Rajapaksa. They're fearful of his fierce pro-Sinhala nationalism and of hardline Buddhist groups associated with his party who are accused of stoking religious hatred. The former mayor of New York, Michael Bloomberg, says he's sorry for the backing he gave for the stop-and-frisk tactic used by the city's police that disproportionately affected black and Latino residents. Mr Bloomberg served as a Republican mayor before 2013, as indicated he may join the Democratic race for the presidency. The billionaire businessman told an African-American gathering the policy had been a mistake. And we eroded what we had worked so hard to build, trust. Trust between police and communities. Trust between you and me. And the erosion of that trust bothered me deeply. And it still bothers me. And I want to earn it back. Venice in Italy has once again suffered serious flooding after another exceptionally high tide inundated the city. Two of the worst ten floods since records began there nearly a 100 years ago have now happened this week. The mayor, Luigi Brugnaro, blamed the flooding in part on climate change, but added the situation could have been worse. Luckily, today's tide, which was expected to reach a metre and 60 centimetres, only rose to one metre 50. It has stopped and the water levels are going down. And there is no strong wind. The other day I said this could be a real tragedy for Venice, but luckily it hasn't been that. Elsewhere in Italy, several rivers threaten to break their banks after heavy rains. President of Chile has promised there will be no immunity from prosecution for any members of the security forces who violated human rights during the four weeks of anti-government protests that have rocked the country. In a speech to the nation, Sebastian Pinera conceded for the first time that the army and police had at times used excessive force. 22 people have been killed and thousands injured. The interim government in Bolivia has had to fly basic provisions into the administrative capital, La Paz, as supporters of former President Evo Morales continue to block main highways to the city. Stocks of food and fuel have run low. Finance, short time ago, Hansing Index was at 26,624. That's 291 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $37 billion. Currency is US dollars trading at 108.8 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 10 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 12 cents. Sport now, here's Adam Chung.
We start with football, and Cristiano Ronaldo has picked up his 99th international goal to help Portugal book their place in Euro 2020. The defending European champions beat Luxembourg 2-0 in qualifying Group B. Details from the BBC's Shoujo Saka. It wasn't that easy against Luxembourg on a tricky, bumpy pitch, but Portugal did win it 2-0 to finish second in their group behind Ukraine and seal qualification. Bruno Fernandes scored the first with a fine finish in the first half, and then Cristiano Ronaldo topoed home the second minutes from the end. That takes Ronaldo to 99 international goals. He is trying to become only the second man to score 100. He's now only 10 away from the all-time record of 109 held by. Iran legend Ali Dei. England confirmed their place as one of the top seeds in Euro 2020 after beating Kosovo 4-0 in Pristina. But the England goalkeeper Nick Pope says the win wasn't as straightforward as the scoreline suggests. Yeah, I think they've shown you know over both games they've got like, real quality in their team, and you know I'm sure they'll only grow over the next few years as, as、uh, you know they stay together longer. But we knew coming in it was going to be a difficult game. As, I'm sure as a team, no one would want to draw them in you know any qualifiers coming up for sure. Also in that group, A Bulgaria beat Czech Republic 1-0. France clinched first place in Group H with a 2-0 win over Albania to finish ahead of Turkey. Next to tennis, Stefanos Tsitsipas of Greece is this year's ATP Finals champion. He lifted the trophy with a 6-7-6-2-7-6 victory over Dominic Team. The BBC's Russell Fuller reports from London. Tsitsipas's year started with victory over Roger Federer and a semi-final appearance at the Australian Open, and has ended with by far the biggest title of his short career. Having lost the first set on a tiebreak, his serve then allowed him to assume control, and it was a surprise when Team broke back to level the decider at three games all. Into a deciding tiebreak they went, with shouts of "Sitsipas" ringing around the arena, and it was the 21-year-old who made the fewest errors when the pressure was at its most intense. The New England Patriots are guaranteed to finish with a winning record for the 19th consecutive NFL season after victory over the Eagles in Philadelphia. The Super Bowl champions ran a trick play in the third quarter when their wide receiver Julian Edelman threw the ball into the end zone for Philip Dorsett. The touchdown put New England in front, and they went on to win 17-10. The San Francisco 49ers rallied from 16 points down to beat the Arizona Cardinals 36-26. The Niners and the Patriots both improved to a league-leading record of 9-1. And as you look at sports. And to end the news, top stories once again: Pandem lawmakers win a legal challenge against a ban on masks. Anti-government protesters make last-ditch attempts to distract police from Polyu following a night of intense violence, both in and around the campus. Use Marty HK. 